This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Bobby Slowick's in Atlanta. Uh, He's meeting with Arthur Blank. He's meeting with the CEO and the GM. Uh, This was after uh, Jim Harbaugh. He canceled his uh, interview with Atlanta and took the job in Los Angeles. So Jim Harbaugh's back in the NFL Bobby Slowick's in Atlanta, though. This seems like a rather important meeting. Uh, could they have their eyes on Bobby Slowick after the Bill Belichick thing? Who knows? But uh, this is the way that Breer is wording it. It does seem yeah, that's interesting the key thing. that yeah. they're at Arthur Blank's house. I don't know if that's normal or not. Uh, well, it's not just for show. Like, you can have another in-person interview at the facility with the GM and go over some stuff, maybe the owner, whatever. But you have them over to your house with the CEO, the GM, and the owner, uh, and that's not just for show. It's it means something. Now, they, they may not offer it to him. Uh, they may end up, you know, being moving on to someone else. But it's not just like it's serious. It, it, it's a very serious situation in terms of him potentially getting that job. Um, elsewhere, Carolina, they have hired. Uh... Dave Canales as their uh, as their head coach. He's the uh, offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers won the playoff game. Uh, Dave Canales is the uh, the coach Who? in Carolina. Dave Canales. <laughs> Who? Dave Canales. He's uh, he's <laughs> taking his talents. I think the Texans defense familiar with his work. Well, that is true. Yeah, he did a good job. He's there. a Pete Carroll guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for what that's worth, um, but. I think it says more about Dave Tepper than anything. I mean, good for him. Heck, man, you want to offer me a head coaching job in the NFL? Sure. It's one of only 32. Uh, but uh, <laughs> He's a little younger than Cully, though. He is he's younger 70. than Cully. And, and, and he's, like, he's well-liked and respected. A lot of people think he's going to do a good job. But he wouldn't have been – like, there, there are better candidates, more qualified candidates out there. Nick Casario, up for exec of the year. Uh, could very well win it. Uh, this is Nick Casario talking about uh, the first full season of uh, the current era of Texans football. Yeah, it's been awesome. And and the reality is it's funny. He's the same person the day that we hired him as he was after the Baltimore game. His consistency, his attitude, what he brings to the table on a day-to-day basis, it's just infectious. And the team and the building, everybody fed off of it. So um, it's been awesome to work with them uh, step by step. Um, We're excited about what we put in place this season. And we're looking forward to the offseason and continue to build on some of the things that, you know, we have in place. 
big, big year for Nick Casario, uh, obviously, with everything going on. Uh, but, man, that uh, low-key, the best thing that ever happened to this team was them figuring it out and getting along the way they have. The finalists right now for uh, the Texans, you have uh, D'Amico Ryans is one of the finalists for uh, Coach of the Year. I think he's got a strong chance to win that. Uh, the AP Assistant Coach of the Year finalist uh, is Bobby Slowick. So Bobby Slowick could could very well do that. He's in Atlanta, uh, if you're just tuning in. Uh, and then the AFC Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year, uh, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. They haven't announced any candidates or finalists for Executive of the Year? Um, I don't even know if they do they do that. Like, is that like something they? Present? It is a thing. Is that like a before? I don't. I don't, I don't know when. I feel announced. like that's something you present on the red carpet. Hey, congratulations! You're yeah. the for the year. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I've seen it. I searched uh, a little bit uh, that they have the exec- so he may well be up for executive of the year as well. Did you see the uh, comeback player of the year finalists? <sighs> Go ahead, dude. Tua. All right. Well, well deserved. Matthew Stafford. Well-deserved. Baker Mayfield. Very well-deserved. Joe Flacco. Well-deserved. And DeMar Hamlin. Not deserved. <laughs> Not deserved. Well, it's kind of deserved. No. I mean, he's on the field. No. <laughs> no. I think John Mechie should be on the list then. I, you've said that he's before. He's on the field, too. I don't think that's a bad take, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, DeMar Hamlin doesn't deserve it. He got back on the field, Landry. I don't care. <laughs> Good for him. I'm happy that he's okay, but no. Flacco's got to win it. Does he? Yeah. Oh, he won't. Hamlin's going to win it. That's just man. A lot, I think man. Baker Mayfield should have a Mayfield's really strong good, chance, yeah, man. How many tackles one? did DeMar Hamlin have this year? Two? I think less than 10. Yeah. Less than five, maybe. He was inactive for like five weeks. Yeah. Try to fake punt. <laughs> and you know they got they were just try, like he was they a were factor. trying to have a feel-good story he was a factor in there wasn't he they were trying to have a feel-good story you think that you think that uh sean mcdermott was like this is our chance how cool would it be if demar hamlin converts this yeah our gutsy play with demar right. hamlin you think he got lost in the sauce i think it was a factor so you think that if demar hamlin hadn't been back there he would have just punted instead no, of no no he it? still made a may have gone for it but i think it was demar hamlin being back there was like hey this is gonna be good it's yeah, be good for everybody. Good for him, man. I mean, I'm glad he's playing football. I'm glad he's good. I'm glad he's alive, like all that. But he didn't. He didn't do anything. He didn't. I, I, he didn't I, do I, anything but play. I thought this was an on the field award. Yeah, that's what I thought. Exactly. Yeah, like that's what this is. Stats and, and all that Joe Flacco. Stuff. Seriously. Yeah. For real. Flacco or Mayfield? I think Figgy's right about Mayfield. Too. Honestly, like yeah. if if Demar Hamlin wins it, we're gonna be in Vegas, right? Yes. I think we're going to the NFL Honors, right? Yeah, it's the Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to get in there. We'll probably yeah. be there. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. If we're close enough to the stage, if DeMar Hamlin wins, I'm you pulling a Kanye. Not. No, I'm pulling a Kanye. You are not. I, I'm pulling a Kanye. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going up there and, and basically saying that Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> Joe Flacco had one of the best comeback stories of all time. Yeah. No disrespect, DeMar, but I'm here. I'm pulling a Kanye. No disrespect. I'm pulling a Kanye. I'm serious. I'm here. For, I'll be there for that. Yeah, I'm pulling a Kanye. Definitely going to want to see that. Yeah, and I, and I don't care if I get tackled or not and have to leave. I'm. I'm. If if Demar Hamlin wins that comeback player of the year and I'm close enough to the stage, I'm pulling a Kanye. <laughs> I'd pay good money. <laughs> I'd pay good money for that. Just bail me out, please. <laughs> uh, Nick Casario talking about free agency. The Texans got a lot of money. They got a core that they like. Uh, we've seen Nick Casario, uh, different situations, different scenarios with free agency. This is, uh, this is obviously, 
uh, a much more exciting time for him. Here was Nick Casario talking about the uh, free agency approach. It's not an unlimited budget. Right. So we always start with our players first, and we can talk to our free agents from now up until the start of free agency, mm-hmm. March 13th or March 11th, whenever the negotiation period is. So, I mean, it's as simple as we're balancing a checkbook here. You want to make sure you don't have any overdraft fees. So you want to make sure that you stay within the rules. And if right. you go to over a certain level, the league is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, wait a minute. Like you have to do something. Right. So there'll be opportunities for us to acquire players, and we've shown a willingness to spend. I think one thing that's a little bit different, maybe the past couple of years, we don't have multiple first-round picks. So right. when you have multiple first-round picks, there's a cost associated with that. So you kind of have to budget and plan for them accordingly. So we're in a little bit different situation than we've been. We certainly have some financial flexibility. Part of the evaluation process right now is taking place. Acquire this player. Here's the cost associated with that. And really, you have to look at it. The cap, the, the salary cap charge, is really you're talking about year one and year two and then the bigger the number then it's going to eat into future years so if there's an opportunity for us to add a good player like if we think that's the right thing to do for the football team then we're certainly going to do it how excited does he sound because he knows what i've been is casario what i've been saying and he said it in there he says it's certainly a better situation yes damn he's feeling it let me say this again 2021 they had 45 million dollars less than they have this year in the cap and they made some moves, you know, off the street and, and free agents. 2022, they have $34 million this year. They have the money. The, the cap is kind of like this scary word for a lot of people. Oh, you don't want to go over the cap. They don't They don't have to. They're, they're, they, they can go get a big-ticket item. They absolutely can. Saquon. I keep going back to Wayne. I don't know why that, guy, that, that popped into my head. But let's just use, keep using that as an example. Saquon, Derrick Henry, Jacobs. Get, get a running back, please. Yes. Get two. You can do it. Make it happen. You really can. This isn't like, it's not my money. I get it. Uh, but, but, but there's pie. But they have, they have the money. They have $74 million, there's man. There's pie, bro. Yeah, or 72, whatever it is. But they have a lot of money to spend. It's there. And that's, that's keeping your, your own free agents. As he just said, we start there. Okay. None of these free agents that they're going to keep, few, I should say, are going to be outrageously expensive. So you can do that, be diligent, and then go get the big-ticket items that are going to put you over the top. Not Albert Hainsworth, you know, but somebody that you know has got something left. and Like you want to you, – you, you don't win in free agency, though. Like you can but get you missing can go pieces. over the top. Yeah, you can get missing pieces. You can go over – you can but take you don't, the next But you don't step. win spending big You don't build agency. your team in free agency. It doesn't necessarily – yeah, it doesn't. And they're happen. not. They're not building their team in free agency. Well, the other thing about it that I think is a new element, and this this can add to Nick Casario. By the way, Bobby Slowick in Atlanta, uh, if you're just tuning in, he's at the uh, owner's house uh, with the shot callers of the Falcons. The other thing about this is, like in the past, it's it's always funny where player A signs with Baltimore or Kansas City, and then you'll have Texans fans, some Texans fans on the text line mm-hmm. say, he signed for $3 million. The Texans could have had yeah. him. It's like, no, he wasn't going to come here, sir. Yeah. Like, he was. But they are now. He was. He wanted to go to Kansas City or Baltimore. The Texans might be in that tier now. Yeah. Where this player wants to be a part of what the Texans appear to have going. I'm not going to say they have it going because it's, it's only one year sample size. But the Texans are now kind of, they're shopping in a different store right now. Yeah. Like the the bad teams are the ones that have to overspend typically, right? Uh, yeah, the ones that just like, like you have to. Yes. Yeah, like if 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 Carolina is going to get to get agent, the guy to yeah, come, commanders, there. Yeah, the Texans. Stuff like that. Remember when we used to talk about a Texans tax? Mm-hmm. 
Like that's that's what like Carolina's in and mm-hmm. Washington and all that. I, I don't think the Texans have that tax. No, I think you have a, you you are now a magnet uh, for some of these top free agents. Remember, B, B Scott was joined us earlier, and you can hear that on the Odyssey app. But uh, he was talking about one of the big reasons he wanted to keep Derrick Henry is to prevent other contending teams from getting Derrick Henry. The same is true in free agency. Like the Indianapolis Colts have almost the exact amount to spend as the Texans. Well. You don't want the Indianapolis Colts to start snagging these guys. The Bengals, uh, an AFC contender that are probably looking for things, they have just as much. They might lose Higgins. Uh, they might lose, have, lose Higgins, but they have just as much uh, to spend. The Titans, which who knows what you think of the Titans, but they have the second most calorie, uh, salary cap space uh, in the NFL. So the same premise carries over to free agency as like, well, you don't want him to go with, you know, with someone else. You, know, you don't want them to go out with someone else because they have the, the money to spend. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what the uh, what the Texans do with this bread. It's it's a unique scenario for uh, Casario. Very very unique uh, mm-hmm. scenario uh, for he. I'm I'm very very excited about uh, to see to see what he works with, what he's working with. Uh, do you care if like these awards that we hear about? Do, do you? Does that cha- like does that how does that make you feel like I, I'm just more like like eh, cool oh cool Will yeah, Anderson, yeah, I'm just more like, like cool. if Will Anderson wins defensive rookie of the year like good you, for you yeah like D'Amico coach win, of the year cool he wins it hey that's cool, cool. he doesn't win it cool uh, same thing same answer for both of them you know like I I, I don't know like I I hear like these debate like uh, the other day um, C J Stroud was having his like end mm-hmm. of year yeah media availability and he was like asked hey make a case for will anderson for defensive player of the year and you could tell he was kind of like uh okay uh he's a really good player and (laughs) he deserves it like yada yada but what is it what does it really do like what does it do like if nick casario wins exec of the year it's 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 do you think he cares i don't think nick casario gives a rat's butt about it i think he would if he won it you think But, but if he doesn't you think yeah, if you win it, you're I like, wow, so. that's really cool. Yeah, I think I'm talking it's kind about of the Casario. Same I think CJ wants the offensive rookie of the year. I think Will Anderson would love defensive rookie of the year. I don't think that I, – I truly don't think that Casario and D'Amico care about that. Look, I think I, I think from Casario's point of view, that's good on his resume. He he drafted the rookie defensive rookie of the year, the offensive rookie of the what's year. What's he need a resume for? No, you never know. I think that's good to show why he's Validation. Great, yeah. That, I think, like, all these awards, the players the, – the If biggest, you get both of them in one draft? Yeah, the biggest reason the players and, and really Casario and D'Amico, if we're being honest, care about them, and I don't even know if they the, uh, D'Amico and Casario – But you know Casario. You think Casario cares? If he wins it, he's going to be happy. If he doesn't, he's, un, he's not going to care. Now, players, they get bonuses. So that's why they care. Like, I'm sure Will Anderson, hey, you win Defensive Rookie of the Year, AP, you get such and such. So like he cares just more on a like that, and now I'm now we're making a little extra scratch here, but I think he just wants that validation. Don't you kind of want him to get slighted though? Like I don't want Will Anderson to win because I want him to I want him to look at it as Have motivation. Yeah, I want him I want Will Anderson to not get it so that he can look at it as motivation. Yeah, I'm rooting against him, and I like Will. <laughs> There's a confession. Nah, I'm rooting <laughs> against him. I want him I want him to come back uh, angry next year. Man, I should have you know you guys screwed me over. <laughs> F Jalen Carter. That's what I want. Like I'm rooting against him, for my own selfish reasons. I actually don't think that's that bad. Uh, a, yeah. a, a theory. <laughs> CJ's a no-brainer though. Like that Puka yeah. thing was pretty funny. 
I mean, Nakua would win it any other year, but he isn't going to win it this year. Yeah, it's CJ. Yeah. All day. CJ's going to be at the honors. He was a monster, man. CJ. Yeah. CJ's going to be wearing his best drip at the honors, too, man. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. We're going to get all those cats on Radio Row, man. Oh, we are? Yeah. That's we're breaking news. Absolutely going to get Presented all those by uh, Low T and Yingling Fight. We'll be at the, uh, the big game, so we're going to get all of them, huh? It might be afternoon, just depending on the schedule. Well, we as a station. Yeah. 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 Uh, all of them. D'Amico, CJ, Will Nick's going to be there, right? I don't know if Nick's going to be there. Well, I mean, if he's got to be at the honors, right? With his team. If he's, he's not like gonna a go? finalist or something. If he's there, you know where he's going. Where? Come on. Where? Pain and Pendergast, man. Oh, I thought you meant like going in Vegas. Yeah, Nick's yeah. going to be on Pain Nick Casario, Texans GM, joining us on the show. Nick, you okay on time right now? Yeah, he's there. <laughs> Yeah, that. I was th- I thought you were talking about like Las Vegas where he's going. No. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be on Payton Pendergast for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Over under forty minutes. So that means we get CJ. Yeah. Over under forty minutes. That's a tough one. That's the number. I'll say under. Forty three. I'll say under. Forty three. Forty three. Forty three minutes. Okay. You doing good on time? Coming up, lunchtime confessions. Uh, The big news in the NFL yesterday, it it hit me a lot different than it would have even two weeks ago. I'll explain next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lunchtime confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen... You are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime confessions. It is time to confess. I don't have a clue uh, who's going to draft who uh, come April, but I got a hunch I know who the Chargers are going to draft. Who? They got the number five pick? Yeah. Brock Bowers. That is a Jim Harbaugh special. They will not take a tight end at number five overall. Vernon Davis, he is all about that big. Vernon, he didn't draft Vernon Davis. No, I'm saying used him. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't draft his ass. Damn, yeah. I didn't realize they had the number five. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brock Bowers will be a Charger. <laughs> no way. No way. No way. They ain't taking him five. 
unless he wants to get fired. <laughs> and he might. <laughs> no, I, I think that's got Jim Harbaugh written all over it. Run the ball, tight end, all that stuff. Watch this. Um, speaking of Jim Harbaugh, yesterday when the Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh, I immediately thought about how this impacts the Texans. And I got to confess, uh, I, I feel like the Chargers are creeping up on the Texans. And, and and don't be fooled by what happened last year. That was an absolute disastrous head coach. He was a, he was a clown. He was a joke. Uh, Brandon Staley was terrible. Jim Harbaugh made the NFC Championship his first three years in the NFL. I'm not sitting here saying that the Chargers are going to be in the AFC Championship game, but they're right there on equal footing with the Houston Texans, in my opinion. And that's how I looked at this signing. So my confession is I have a healthy amount of fear for the other team in the Texans tier, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, and I think that's a legitimate one. Uh, they're, you know, he's going to do a good job. There's no question about that. He's gonna, done a good job everywhere he's been. Watch this. These are my confessions. Mel Kuyper got me again. I always say it. Uh, I don't care about mock drafts. Get a little later in the process, all that. Mel Kuyper put out his first mock draft, and I got suckered into it like I always do. You know who the Texans take in his mock draft? Jerzon Newton, defensive tackle from Illinois. Wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't. I looked into him a little bit as as uh, I saw his name there. He had uh, the Bears taking Caleb Williams. The Commanders taking Jaden Daniels, number two. Okay. And then, uh, uh, command. No, no. Yeah, the Commanders number two. New England Drake May. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Gerard Mayo basically said we're taking a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't and Marvin really Harrison it. to the Cardinals. Didn't really hide it. Yeah. Well, they would be happy about that. I'm worried about Clint in Las Vegas. I'm very concerned. Uh, we'll talk about this when we talk to Clint Sterner on Higley. Yesterday, Clint, we were talking about going to Vegas. Uh, he said, how close is the nearest casino? <laughs> Brother? That is so funny. Boy, do I have a surprise for you. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that pig skin. I'm worried about him, man. I feel like I feel like it might. I feel like it he might. He wasn't get him. kidding. I'm glad he's on in the afternoon, though. Yeah, I'm very glad he's on in the afternoon because I would yeah. I would be terrified if here in the mornings. They got to be there like at three thirty. Yeah, the latest. But I do you? I keep hearing like the the talk about. Oh man, you got the show starts at four Vegas time. It's like, dude, your your clock's not reset. It's still it's, you're and still it's Las you're, Vegas. Like you're gonna wake up, you're gonna wake up in Vegas at like six a.m. or five a.m. Mm-hmm. just based on your clock, and yeah. it's it's seven a.m. to you. Will there be a day where one of us, I'm talking about the entire Sports Radio six ten team, gets back to their hotel and sees Sean and Seth leaving the hotel? It's possible. Biggie? I think so. I think so. It's possible. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Uh, we got a show. We're doing the show. Oh. I'm hey, just... what y'all doing now? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Las Vegas, I mentioned this to you yesterday, a little while ago off air, and it's my confession. I can't decide on a bankroll, man. What are you going, 20K? No. 30K? I'm not, no, I'm not going 20K. I usually go to Vegas for like two or three days, and then I, yeah. I kind of know my bankroll. Yeah. Man, five days. You're probably at 20, 30K? No. 
know. 25? I'm open for suggestions. 15? Let me give an example. 15K. I usually do, for three days, I do $500 a day. But that's a lot for five or six days. I don't know. I don't know what you're. Can't decide. I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know. I mean, it's my make it a cool thousand, Uh, a thousand a day. Yeah, why not? Because it's a cool thousand. So if I go five hundred a day, what is that? Twenty five hundred or so? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound like enough, does it? I mean, depends how you do. Make it two thousand a day. (laughs) What are you trying to do, Figgy? I'm trying to sound like the lady from Coming to America. Depends, depends make it a cool do. meal. <laughs> make it a cool meal. D- depends what you do, I man. Can't decide. I got this is a decision I'm wrestling with. Because you don't want to be stupid. But I want you to be a public bankroll guy. I want to I want to be in your pockets. Let's why? Hey, let's have a segment. Let's have a segment every every morning in Las Vegas in Lopez's pockets. And we track every <laughs> amount of money you lost. It's for accountability and it could lost. be a price. Or one. <laughs> lost. Can we can you commit to in Lopez's pockets? Vegas, Vegas edition. I'm actually please. considering this in Lopez's pockets. Man, I think it's fair. And then you can say, like, you 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 summarize like, like what I you lost, lost. I lost nine hundred bucks last night in the OG's hey, pockets. Hey, I won a thousand. Yes, in the I, OG's I, pockets. I don't mind this. I don't mind this. Put it in here. Put it in there. I'm putting it in here. Ideas <laughs> in the OG's pocket. I think this is a good idea. I think it is too. But I can, I'll do it, it too. Be, I'll do it too. It could be really embarrassing. I'll do it too. I'll do it too. Yeah. But I'm just going with a couple, huh? I'm not. I wonder who's going to lose the most money. Uh, Clint. Clint or mm. John? I usually go 500 a day. Clint is, or is, John. Is my bankroll. Yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah. Damn. There's nothing wrong with That's not a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's just what, I mean, what you have like 800 in your wallet right <laughs> no, there. No, I don't. So, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, you know. It's gonna be, it could get dicey, man. Yeah. If you yeah. see me at an ATM machine, just drag me away. <laughs> Boy, those, hey, those surcharges on that ATM. Ooh, $30? It's like, it's like man. 15 Yeah. People over there getting their last penny, $15 yeah. dollar, dollar I, surcharge. I always want to know the backstory. But that's why people. you always go to, that's like, you got to, if you go to Vegas, like the number one thing I can tell you, maximize the Walgreens, maximize the yes. CVSs, maximize the, um, ABC stores. ABC stores are huge there. Planet Hollywood. Yeah. I go to Planet Hollywood Sportsbook. It's right there on the edge of the mall. Mm-hmm. I'm just walking to the ABC store to get my drinks on. Yeah. 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 I know. That's Because you can carry them around and stuff. That's absolutely true. So there you go. In the OG's pockets, coming your way uh, when we're I don't in mind Las Vegas. It, yeah. Because it could be really embarrassing yeah. too. Yeah. And it could also be humbling. It could also that's be like something that sets you up. Yeah. But I've got to think positive now. Yeah, no, you got to think positive. You'll, you'll, mag- yeah. you'll multiply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. 
guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I was a little disappointed in Sean today. I, I didn't know if I wanted to confess this, but I got to confess. I, I was very disappointed in Sean today. With what? I, I just kind of thought they mailed it in. Um, they mailed it in? Yeah, I kind of thought they mailed it in. I know mailed football, what in? That's a bold statement. I, the segment that I listened to is just a complete mail-in. And, and I know football season's over. I, I know that you shouldn't be uh, saying this. This is probably not me being the best teammate, but, I mean – my guy, my, my guy was just reading reading the text to the point where he was he was making sounds while he was reading the text. Like, listen, like what? Like listen to this. Like, uh, come on, guys, we got to step it up, man. We're Houston sports leader. We we got it. We got it. We got to bring it. This was Sean. This was Sean today. Um, I don't know why I'm throwing that in, but he did. That's that's the one name I know that that went to De La Salle. Um, let's see. Hey, Sean, what are the teams that are for sure? playing overseas next year that we play. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Texter. What, what is that? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, text. Right. Yeah. Okay. What is that? I do like the drop. <laughs> Let's see. He's literally reading for an idea. Sean, you're the radio goat of Houston. Don't coast, man. Don't do what so many people have done before. I feel like this This is like getting in Lopez pockets. This is public accountability. Sharpen it up, buddy. Okay? Damn. Don't half-ass our lead in. Let's go. One more time. <laughs> okay. Sound like a train, man. <laughs> Play the whole thing again. Like the t- he's like, What are we doing, man? Um... I don't know why I'm throwing that in, but he did. That's a, that's the one name I know that, that went to De La Salle. Um, let's see. Hey, Sean, what are the teams that are for sure playing overseas next year that we play? Now, I'm going to tell you this, I need, I, need, I need you, brother. I need you. I need, <laughs> we, need, we need you, man. We need you. We need you. Come on. We need you, brother. Stay with me. Stay with me. We still got some work to do. Oh, man. Watch this. I'm going to hell on scholarship. I think Bobby Slowick's going to get hired. By the uh, Falcons? Gotta admit it, man. Okay. Just the way you mentioned it too, the way Albert Breer worded that, made sure to mention all the hierarchy that's there, uh, you know, how good he did in his previous interview, et cetera, et cetera. I'm uh I'm thinking he's gonna get hired. I, I just have that this is confessions. I just have that sinking feeling. We'll see. We'll go around the NFL. Let's see. Text line. Sean, please stop that. Be ready, man. Be ready, man. We need you. We need you. You said Bobby Slowick's gone? I My confession is I think he is. That could mean that Gerard Johnson is the OC of the Houston Texans. Step on up. Friend of the show. Let's get to know Gerard Johnson. He joined the show last week, and now it's more topical than ever. Sit crisscross applesauce. Let's get to know potentially the next offensive coordinator of your Houston Texans next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, Gerard Johnson, man, friend of the show. Um, Very popular guy. Uh, Philadelphia interviewed for their OC gig yesterday. He's interviewed in Cleveland not once but twice for their OC gig. New Orleans, uh, they interviewed him as well. Uh, let's hear from Gerard Johnson. Let's hear what Gerard Johnson uh, had to say when he joined us last week. And then this is this is a topical uh, conversation now. If, if you're yeah. trying to get a grasp of what the Texans could be losing, 
uh, or who could be Bobby Slowick's replacement, uh, you've come to the right place. This is uh, the, the only interview that Gerard Johnson did this season. How about that? Uh, the potential offensive coordinator, current quarterback coach of your Houston Texans, Gerard Johnson, joined the show, uh, starting with uh, just just an overall assessment of what this experience has been like. Uh, honestly, for me, it's just been a blessing, man. I mean, you like you, you know, like you hit it all. You hit it all right. I mean, I've done a lot uh, in football and a lot of different uh, areas from from everywhere, from coaching little kids to high school to college to training pros to coaching pros. You know, so I'm just very thankful for my football journey, I think, has given me a very unique perspective on the game, an appreciation for people, an appreciation for the process. And then for two, like you said, to meet CJ at a young age and then to kind of for life to work out to where I get to coach him at this level and for him to have the success he's had. I mean, I'm just I'm very fortunate. I feel like I've been very blessed and I'm just thankful, you know, because there's a whole lot of things that led to this road that you at the time thinking back on it, you don't know why they happened or, you know, what they happened, whether they're positive or, you know, didn't go in my favor. But at the end of the day, it all led to here. I'm very fortunate and thankful to be in the, the, the spot I am coaching the guys that I'm getting to coach. You know, you, you mentioned that, and obviously, you know, we, we, we talk, uh, we've talked a lot about it, but you go back to that time. I believe there was a time where you were coaching either in high school. I, I might have the timeline wrong here, Gerard, but you were either coaching in high school or doing camps, and your brother, uh, Marquise, who's now uh, with the Vikings, he was he was uh, riding a what do they call him pedicab or whatever uh, at NRG uh-huh. Stadium. I mean, from that moment where he's driving a pedicab, and now he's in Minnesota, and you're coaching kids uh, of various ages in camps and and such. That wasn't that long ago, man. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it really wasn't. But I think a lot of it's testament to you know our our childhood and how we were raised and and just being coaches' kids and us knowing that we wanted to be coaches and, and that's kind of how our dad kind of led us. Uh, growing up, he was a coach at Humble, of course, you know, but, but you know, our dad was kind of our hero and he instilled a lot in us. And so we knew at that time that it was just a matter of just work every day, you know, hard work and prayer undefeated. And that, uh, you know, hopefully you do enough good things that at some point someone recognizes or an opportunity presents itself. And at that point, uh, you make the most of it. And yeah, Marquise got his first job from, yeah, he was coaching at Galena Park High School, doing the pedicab on the weekends to make extra money. And he ran into Ray Wright, who was an assistant strength coach at the time. Uh, with the Texans, he, he was on the back of his pedicab. He kind of told him his story, and Marquise would wake up first thing in the morning and go watch the just volunteer and watch in the, the spring workouts, the Texans. And that's kind of what got him his first relationship. And then he got on a couple different places after that. And then Ray called him five years later when he was at the University of Tennessee and gave him an opportunity with the 49ers. And that sort of started his NFL journey. So, I mean, really just a testament to being, you have a lot of people who poured into us and still a lot of work ethic into us. But like I said, we've been very fortunate, been very blessed. Uh, but it definitely was a lot of people that helped us along the way for us to chase our dreams. Talking to uh, Gerard Johnson here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. So we heard uh, Daniel Jeremiah said, you know, he doesn't know what C.J. Stroud can improve. You know him pretty well. What what can C.J. Stroud uh, improve? Uh, what, what, are, what are the biggest areas of improvement that, that you think that C.J. Uh, could focus on? I mean, really, there, there's just always something. And it's just at the end of the day, like I, I don't even consider it improvement. It's just more like the focus, like – you know, I, I went to the Manning camp when I was in college and we got to talk to Peyton. And one thing he shared with us, like, you know, somebody asked him, what's the difference in college and the NFL or what's it like being an NFL quarterback? And he's like, look, you spend, you know, 40 hours a week, however many hours you put into this game plan to give yourself a chance on Sunday. And you'll find out on Sunday if it's any good or if it's not. And you got to do it all over again. I mean, the consistency of really just 
doing all the things we've been doing and just keeping it sharp because every Sunday you'll get tested, you know, and so you just got to keep the consistency up and that's the hardest thing about it. So, I mean, like I said, him getting better at something, I mean, there's plenty of things out there, you know, you're always going to be on your footwork, you're always going to be on your mechanics, you're always going to be on decision-making because you got to stay sharp because as you're trying to get better, the defenses are getting better too. There's always a new coverage, there's always a new scheme, there's always a new check. And you're just trying to be as sharp as you can so at our position we can react and make the best decision for the team. I want to go back to uh, how your relationship with CJ started. I remember texting with you uh, when you were at the Elite 11 camp. And uh, Hudson Card was there, Bryce Young, Haynes King. And a lot of people don't realize CJ was kind of one of the last entries uh, accepted to that Elite 11 camp because he was like a three-star guy before that. And and you took on uh, CJ Stroud. Just what what you know what what was that like? When did you realize okay, not only is this guy good, but he could be something else? Oh, uh, really? It it just it kind of grew throughout the week. You know, we spent a full like I think we spent five or six days with him, and every day was like jam packed with camp stuff, on the field stuff, leadership training, media training. I mean, it was just you take the top twenty kids in the country and put them in a setting to give them resources that could help them. You know, uh, they can use later on in their career, and so. Really, uh, there was a pro day competition we do every year to where you simulate, like, I think, 35 straight throws. Um, we simulate a pro day and we rank every throw. So I want to say, yeah, one of the highest scores, you know, we've had up to that date uh, doing that. And it was just the natural accuracy was the first thing that caught my eye, you know. And so that was the first thing that caught my eye. And then for him to realize and recognize and appreciate the resources that were there. And he stayed late. He asked questions. I mean, he really took that entire week and he got the absolute most out of that week. And so for me, that was when I really kind of understood that this kid's different. There's something special about him. He's, he's hungry to learn. There's an edge about, you know, seizing a moment to where, you know, he probably took that, that week more serious than any other player there. And I think he greatly benefited from it. So he puts a lot into it. He works really, really hard. And, you know, I think a lot of his success is a testament to how he was raised, things he'd been through. He, uh, you know, he attaches himself with people he feels can help him out. And I think that, you know, his trainers in California, Ohio State, choosing that university, all those different things have been decisions by him that I think have worked out for him. And, you know, he comes in every single day and he always wants to get better. He's hard on himself. Uh, he believes in himself. And, uh, you know, he's, he's having success. And, you know, that, that one moment uh, in Indianapolis, it was, it was interesting. We've talked about it a couple of times here. The first person that, uh, well, that we saw anyway, uh, that C.J. Stroud went to literally crying, uh, uh, when you clinched the division was you. I mean, w- what was that like for you? And, and th- I guess that's just reflective of what you have built with CJ. Yeah, I mean, that, w- that was a cool moment for both of us. We, we kind of reminisced a little bit sitting there as the time was going out. Uh, you know, but for me, I just didn't come down to respect. I mean, I, I like to think he respects me. I respect the heck out of him. And, and there's a mutual respect for each other and, and kind of what, how we, what we've done in each other's lives, you know. And so I wish the kid all the best. And, you know, it's like I said, it's a testament to him. And I think he's special. Uh, I'm just very fortunate to have be a small part, in, you know, in, in, in kind of his journey. But uh, he's a special kid. That was a special moment for us. And I just think it was kind of like a respect to both of us. Like, man, we're really having success at, the, success at, success at this and just appreciating uh, each other. You, you mentioned Bobby. Bobby's a friend of the show, Bobby Slowick. Obviously, his, his name, he's, he's a pretty popular dude. What, what makes Bobby Slowick so effective as a, as a play caller, and what's he been like to work with? Uh, he's been great, man. Like I said, the biggest thing for me is that from day one, he had a clear vision. He had a clear message. And he's very direct. He's very blunt. It's very clear. It's the clarity of which his expectations are, how he installs plays, how he coaches I think just sets the standard for everybody else around him, you know, and so I just think he's a really sharp mind. He's a great play caller, but I think the biggest thing is it's just he sets a clear picture and a clear vision of where we're trying to go. He, he speaks with the end in mind, 
And uh, at that point, it's then it's all the steps it takes to get there. And for us to kind of get to this point, he spoke about this moment in the spring, you know, how he sees the offense going, how the, the pace we're going to play with, the physical mentality up front, the efficiency in the pass game, all these things have come to life. And all you can do is respect that. And uh, he had a vision, and that vision's kind of working out well for us. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely sharp. He's bright. Uh, he's one of the best guys in, in the league. Do y'all align philosophically when it comes to, like, play calling and game plans and stuff like that? Yeah, we do. I mean, we do. Like, uh, it's kind of funny. I'm a coach's kid. He's a coach's kid. Um, you know, my, my kind of first real knowledge in football is playing for Mike Sherman, who came from Gary Kubiak, who has a with the Shanahan's. And so us in the West Coast-ish world, I guess there's some similarities to it as well. But I do think what they've been what they did in San Francisco, and what we're kind of creating down here um, is an exciting, uh, exciting brand of football that that's, uh, you know, has success. So we're just trying to keep that going. Now, there is one thing that he does, and, and we've given Bobby a hard time about sometimes how those ball caps look a little too big on him um, during games. Um, but there is one thing he does, and I, I want to put you in Bobby Slowick's shoes, which which we've done a few times this week for different reasons. I won't ask you about that. But if you had Bobby Slowick's hair, would you let Frank Ross cut it? Well, I would, man. I was with Frank. Really? In so Frank Ross can cut. So Frank Ross can really cut hair because that's a really hey, good friend of the show. Frank Frank doesn't do many things not full speed. I mean, he gives a hundred percent effort at anything he does, and you best believe he's got three mirrors. He's got a he has a little sign with the little red, white, and blue barber's oh, cut. God. Puts on the Frank Sinatra like it is not a game. <laughs> he puts so, on Frank Sinatra. So. Frank, yes. When you know Frank Sinatra playing in the locker room, Frankie's chopping somebody up. So he takes the, the cut game real serious. Do any, so. do any of the brothers let him cut their hair, or is, or is it just like uh, – because I, I know that's kind of a thing. Figgy, Figgy always gives me a hard time and says we can't go to the same barber shop. <laughs> do, do any of the brothers have uh, the guts to let him cut the hair? I knew the button was coming at some point with that question, <laughs> but uh, – but uh, some, I mean, uh, some do. I mean, so I go to my boy Julian, who runs Empire uh, Barbershop. He, we went to high school together, uh, Empire Barber Studio. He comes to the facility and cuts the team as well. So I go to Julian, but I know some guys do go to Frankie. But uh, at the end of the day, if I had to get my hair cut, I would trust Frankie. I really would. Okay. Dang. Okay, I see you. Gerard, good luck, man. Uh, how many watches we packing? What, what are we rocking on uh, Saturday? I got one. That's all I got. <laughs> Is it the same one you wore against the Browns and Colts? I'm on 16. What's that? Is it the What'd same you one you wore against the Browns and Colts? Yeah, I only got one. That's my right, go-to. Good. That's right, good. Good. Okay, good. For now. Yeah, yeah. don't change it. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. All right, we appreciate right, you, man. man. All right. We'll there see you all go. Right, Oh, there you go. It's Gerard Johnson. So, uh, Gerard Johnson, uh, if you're just tuning in, he interviewed in Philly yesterday. Bobby Slowick is in Atlanta. He's at Arthur Blank's house. How? Do, I wish there was like a Hard Knocks style production to where I could just see what it's like pulling up to Arthur Blank's house for an interview. Like, they... They probably pick – does he fly private? Like, do they send him a private jet? Yeah, so, absolutely. So Bobby Slowick, like from Houston, he goes to the private jet, mm-hmm. he gets on, and then they, like, just drive him there? But not yeah. like a limo. They, they probably they, had, like, a black like SUV. Escalade, yeah, yeah, something like that. Goes to the front of the – goes to the neighborhood, which is gated, but then goes to the house, which has a security guard with a gate – as a circle drive, really, it's a colonial. Okay, it's a two story, probably about seventy eight. Not too pretentious. Uh, about seventy eight, five thousand to seven thousand square feet. It's got a bunch of old stuff in there. Uh, he's an older guy, you know, he gets, old style. And he walks in, and they say, "Would you like anything to drink?" Or do no, they have no, a tray? No, somebody answers the door, and they have a tray. And uh, they say they'll, they're waiting for Mr. you. Mr. Blank is in there. Mr. Blank is waiting. Mr. Blank and his party is waiting for you in the back. In the in the. <laughs> In the sitting room. I just don't know. Have you ever had a house with a sitting room? No. Me neither. I, I just don't know if going and interviewing at someone's house is ideal for me. I think you're in. I think you'd be confident. 
Like if I not only at somebody's house, but with the the entire brass there, you got to feel like an offer's coming, right? That's what I do. Yeah, they ain't doing that with every candidate, no, right? No. You don't think Belichick went By to the way, script? The Falcons have interviewed 14 candidates. Yeah. For their head coaching job. They're going all in, man. I don't know if any others, but it means something that Bobby Slowick is going there. They're going all in. Yeah. Let's go around the NFL. Uh, Casario lays out expectations for next season and uh, a moment that stands out from the previous. A lot going on around the NFL next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.